podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Collins, and this is episode 79. This week I wanted to talk a little bit about um, some experiences that I've had that um, are part of um, getting back out. I've mentioned it before, where I've got a... um, a, par- a contract job it's been extended so I'm working you know I'm I'm in an office and well actually it's a call center and um there's a kitchen there and you know surrounded by people um regular members of society who as we know are not vegan and um a couple of things happen that I want to share I hesitate to talk about individuals in a way that, you know, I want to use them as abstract concepts and abstract examples and real experiences to explain, you know, things and and um, sometimes unavoid unavoidable. So I mentioned before that when I when I was temping, um, because because of the situation that I'm in, and I'm sure a lot of other people are the same way. I don't have a lot of a huge amount of choice. I really, really need to get a you know, steady employment. Um, it's a very awful feeling, you know. You're not financially stable. You need a job, and um, you might end up doing a job. Like I know people who work in supermarkets or restaurants, you know. Um, and um, my heart goes out to them because I've been there I was when I went vegan I was working in a restaurant and um so I made a very clear on my resume that I've never done restaurant work before in New Zealand because that's the last thing that I want to go back to doing but you know I um I found this job that I, I love where I work now it's social work uh so it's about helping families and, and ch- it's basically about helping children so i really enjoy that kind of work and i can see that that's what i want to do but because i have zero experience um it might not be you know i might not be able to but either way you're in a situation you know you're in these places and um something happened the other day which i thought was quite interesting um i there's another person who works with me at the, in the same position that i'm in who's vegan She's a vegan, and um, she's definitely not an abolitionist. Um, of course, <laughs> there are so few of us <laughs> in New Zealand. Um, but w- what happened made me um, really realize, like, a couple of things happened that I really want to talk about because it's, you know, a lot of times um, people may not understand why we are so insistent on challenging vegans on their on the way they advocate to others because and there's very good reasons why like what happens at work two things happened one one thing happened we were all um doing late later shift and um Okay, so we were all sitting at so we were all sitting at the computers. We were on, we're taking phone calls. Is what I'm doing at the moment on the weekends. Is I'm at a call center, take phone calls, and the our supervisor was leaving for the day, and she asked, "Oh, which, who is staying late?" And I was working until nine, so I said, "I'm working till nine. And um, it was there was three of us that were there. There was myself, the other person who's vegan, and a person who's not vegan. And um, so I put on my hand and said, yeah, I'm, I'm staying till nine. Uh, what do you need? And um, she, and I actually coincidentally, I had my vegan um, jacket, the one with vegan uh, written on the back. I love that jacket. And um, the supervisor said, oh, well, um, it's just that we need, if, if you get a chance, we're going to need to get some milk because um, what happens in in most places of work, but especially in New Zealand, the dairy consumption in this country is just unbelievable. And um, so there's like this huge like thing about the milk because people come into work in the morning and there's this communal kitchen and the milk is provided by the company. Like in New Zealand, the milk 
is just expected to be the fridges are just expected to be full of milk. Like all the temp jobs I had, there was always this big like milk delivery, and there was always this big issue about the milk. And the amount of times there were notices around over the like on the Friday, like the milk, there's you know there's a fridge full of milk. Help yourself because it's just going to go bad. Because of course, as we know, it goes rotten very quickly. And it's um, you know no matter how many chemicals they put in it. And, um, and so there's this big thing. So fridges full of milk. So um, this was a Saturday. It was a Sunday night or a Saturday night. It was I can't remember which one it was. But there was no milk in the fridge. Um, there was like very little left. And so all the people who come into work in the morning and have their breakfast at work, they just have a bowl of cereal or they have their tea and coffee, especially the tea and coffees. They wouldn't have had any milk in the tea and coffee. And like I say, the company provides it. Um, you don't pay for it. And um, it's just expected. And... Um, to them, it's kind of a drag. I mean, so for example, if, if in an ideal world, you know, we were, um, the fridges were full of oat milk and almond milk and soy milk and there was none left and everybody got to work in the morning and they couldn't, didn't have any, you know, of that for their cereal. Yeah, okay. But um, to me, this is just, um, it's not justified. <laughs> so anyway, long story short. So, so she said, as soon as she said milk, I said, no, I'm not having anything to do with that. I'm not having anything to do with that. And um, and it was the first time that I'd um, been asked to do something like that. And um, it's not part of my job. Like, it was a favor. Like, if I was working in a restaurant, that's what I'm saying. It's like, if you work in a restaurant um, and somebody orders something, you either go and take the order and take the food to the table or you lose your job because <laughs> you're there to do that. So it was easy. I'm not saying that I was like any kind of hero for doing this, but that's what I did. But I didn't do it in a way like it was, um, it took me by surprise and I was I'm very tired and um, I um, hadn't been getting a lot of sleep lately. And so I, what happened is the person looked and said, oh, is it because of, is it because of, and I'm sure she was going to say, oh, is it because of the fact that you're vegan? I just repeated, I won't have anything to do with that. And then I did something that I just wish I hadn't done because it was awkward at that moment because she just couldn't quite, she's like, oh, is it because of, and then I said, so-and-so is here until 11. And the person I mentioned was the vegan because at that brief moment I'd forgotten that she was vegan. And then I and I said, and so and so is here until, and I said, oh, but so and so, that vegan. I said, oh, well, she might not want to do it either. Um, thinking to myself, why did you volunteer anybody to do it? What the hell's wrong with you? You know, it's immoral. And um, and then, so I reckon that I did something that was not good. And instead of, and what I really wish is that the other vegan had said. Well, I'm, you know, I'm not going to have anything to do with it either. And why are you even volunteering me to do it? And then she would have been so right in saying that. And I would have been so glad if she had said that. Because I shouldn't have done that just to sort of get the focus off me or that awkward moment or something. Um, and um, I should have just left it at that. And what I really could have said, um, like I said, this is experience and maybe one day again I'll be in this position and I'll learn and I'll say, look, yeah, I, it does, it, the reason I won't is because I'm opposed to exploitation and that is, you know, I won't have anything to do with violence and exploitation. I'm not going to buy milk because it goes completely against the philosophy of nonviolence and non-exploitation and I don't think anybody else should either, you know, but I'm definitely not going to have anything to do with that because of that. But all I said was I'm not going to have anything to do with that. But she already knew why as soon as I said it. She's like, oh, right. Is it because of, but she never finished her sentence. And then, but well, you know what happens? The other vegan said, who was there till the latest, instead of um, challenging me rightfully on my even volunteering anyone, let alone her, <laughs> which I just, like I said, that moment, I was typically wanting to get the awkward moment over. This is a, This is one of the sort of sad things about our cultures is, we can't stand this awkwardness. That's why people don't want to talk about veganism because, oh, it makes everything so tense, you know, and I'm going to talk about something else that happened at my job as well because we have to be able to handle that if we want to be able to do it effectively. We can't, because, like, I'm I'm a type of person, I hate, you know, believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, I hate confrontation and arguing and, um, you know, in a general matter, I generally just, I was always, like, a real, like, follower. Like, I was such a follower my whole life. Like, um, I never wanted to rock the boat and, oh, I just... 
I just I felt you know my heart gets racing and I and I don't, and I and I have this terrible fear of people not liking me, um, which is a downfall because you can people will do things so that you know so when the moment got really awkward when I said look I'm not doing I am not having anything to do with that and then I thought oh um, she might um, feel if, you know that this is like an unfriendly thing and I'm not explaining myself very well but instead of turning around and sort of just saying look you know the reason is, you know, I really need you to understand that this is the reason why I won't do it, and um, it's not about me, it's like, I, I won't do it because it's the wrong thing to do, I turned around, I said, I'm not having, I said, I'm not going to do that, I'm not having anything to do with that, and then I turned my back, and then I was like, I think so-and-so's here till 11, or something like that, and then as I said it, I realized, wait a minute, no, no, don't volunteer her, and I was like, oh, but she probably won't want to do it either, okay, so this is what happened, okay, so yes, I'm not proud of, of that. Um... And, but then, you know what the other vegan said? She said, well, it's not my money and it's going to be bought anyway. And I thought, oh, no. I was like, we just totally ruined that opportunity, both of us. And this person's not an abolitionist. Um... And she's kind of one of those really blase vegans. Like, I don't even know if she would even care. You know what I mean? Like, when, you know what I'm talking about? The people, they're kind of like... And she said to me, oh, I don't worry about e-numbers and stuff like that. Um, so not not an activist, I would say, with regard to veganism. Um, just somebody who's vegan because they want to be and they know it's the right thing to do for them, but they're kind of just not really worried about the general picture. That's the impression I get. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, so yeah, so she said that, and I just was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe you said that. Um, I, was, I was more mad at myself for even like not being more sort of, because the moment passed at that point, and then I heard them behind me, um, the vegan, and I think the other girl who was there, not the person who'd asked us, um, I think she kind of, they made a face at each other like, Mew, like, you know, about me, because I heard a little kind of, you know, giggle, and I thought, oh, Elizabeth, you know. I was really taken by surprise, and my my instincts were good. Yeah, um, absolutely not. I'm gonna, not going to buy milk. Um, no way. But um, yeah. But what really really bothered me about what the other vegans said was that I want everybody to realize that if we don't, even though I didn't do it very well, at the very least, I stood up for what is right and said I will not have anything to do with that. I will have nothing to do with that. And, you know, maybe, like I say, um, if I, you know, I've learned and I would love to do it differently and I have all these wonderful ways of dealing with that question again and that situation again and things, but at the very least, I stood up for what is right and I did not condone it or in any, I made it very clear that it was, as far as I was concerned, the wrong thing to do. Um, and then when you have somebody who's has the attitude, well, it's not my money and it's going to be bought anyway, so I'll do it. That is no different than if somebody said, well, I'll purchase the child pornography videos for you because they're um, going to be bought anyway and it's not my money. The only difference is that child pornography is not condoned, so nobody openly would ask you to do it and it's very secretive. And um, and another thing is you have the sort of moral backing of society behind you so that you could say something like that and everybody else would be like, hell yeah, you better believe that that's the wrong thing to do and it doesn't matter whose money it is, it's terrible and la la, but we don't get that. So if we don't even stand up for that, if we don't even do that, how are we ever going to have that moral backing that we need? Like, everybody doesn't get it. What we're talking about when we're saying we need the paradigm shift in order to get this support. Like, people keep d not paying attention to, for example, Gary Francione, who said so many times in debates and things, look, there are certain incremental things that could be done. There are s certain legal actions that might be able to be implemented with regard to um, bans on certain practices. But until we challenge the paradigm and get enough of a, of a, of a, of a baseline, we can't even think about that stuff right now. And nobody pays attention to that, ever. <laughs> ever. But this is what I'm talking about. So I um, really um, want to just speak out about why I just feel like if we don't even stand up for what is right. And like I say, I'm disgusted with myself that I that I said, well, so-and-so is staying till 11. Because, but, but it would have been so wonderful if they had backed me up and said, you know what? No, I'm not going to do it either. 
um, wouldn't that have been great? Um, you know, and then I could have had a chance to apologize and say, look, I'm so sorry that I'm even volunteering anybody, let alone you. Um, I did actually in that moment forget, like I said, this is not a very kind of, I mean, we talk about recipes and we have, you know, it's nice to know that she's vegan, but it's not like somebody that I, uh, yeah, um, we, that we have really understanding sort of, it's not, I don't have any, I don't feel any connection there with regard to, um, morals and (laughs) evolution and things like that. So it's very superficial kind of, um, but anyway, so that was just to me, I was like, wait a minute, something's just got to change, you know, you've got to stop doing that, people, and um, and myself included, you know, I've, I learned a lot, but it's it's terrible to say something like that, oh, well, it's not my money, and it's going to be bought anyway, no, please don't present that attitude, please don't, as a vegan, present that attitude, please, you just condoned it, you just did. You just said that it's not important enough for you to make a stand about and that it's not important and that, and like I say, I don't know this person well enough, so maybe she's regretting what she said. Maybe she's thought about it later and thought, oh, I shouldn't have said that and I really hope so and we haven't had a chance to talk about it. But um, it was just a very, very negative um, thing uh, for animals, in my opinion. (laughs) Um, so strike one (laughs) but anyway I thought I'd I'd share that I thought it was interesting what I had done and I thought it was very interesting what the other person did and she's right that the you know if she didn't go down and buy the milk somebody was going to take the money and go down and buy the milk but that's not the point that's not the point as vegans we need to stand and stick up for each other she didn't have my back and I didn't have hers either like I turned around and like I say that was a very and then I said, so-and-so's here. But then the the vegan did say that she would do it. And um, and in a way, they made me, they probably all looked at me, including her, like, oh, she's just an angry, you know, what's wrong with her? Or how illogical and how silly and how unnecessary. I don't know. I, I don't want to put thoughts in the head and I don't want to put, I don't know what happened after I turned my back and went back to my computer and, but all I know is that it was just really a real, like, whoa, like, please don't say that, people. If we don't stand up for what's right, even in, our, even in a clumsy way, even in an angry way, you know, even if you do kind of um, make people um, think, you know, I mean, like, I'm not saying insult people. I'm never condoning that. I'm never condoning being rude. Like, I'm really tired of people thinking that standing up for right is being rude. My turning around and saying I won't have anything to do with that was not rude. Okay, it was not rude. It was um, it was a very justified reaction to being asked to go and purchase milk, mother's milk from slaughter babies. Um, and so, and and I didn't say it in an angry way. I said it very matter of factly. Like I said, it's helping me a lot to be matter of fact. No emotion in the voice. Matter of fact. I won't have anything to do with that. Is basically how I said it. No, I will not have anything to do with that. And that's how I said it. I wasn't like, how dare you, or da-da-da, even though I'm justified in doing that too. I just don't think that would be as effective. But anyway, so that that happened, okay? Um, So, yeah, uh, I could go on and on and on and on about it, but I think I've said enough. Um, And like I say, lesson learned for everybody, hopefully involved. And hopefully something got through. There's some kind of, it's not your usual, inter, you know, at the very least, that the fact that we were even there and we were vegan and we were in the room and even though we had this interaction where this vegan didn't stick, stand up for what is right, um, she still in a way made it like, well, if, as long as it's not her money and as long as she then, that she wouldn't do it with her own money. So it's a slight, tiny little bit of indication that it's important to her, you know, I guess. But, you know, at the very least, it was a de- very different interaction than it would be if it was four non-vegans sitting there and she had said, oh, who's staying late? Oh, you want to buy the milk? Oh, yeah, I'll do it. If I get a chance, I'll run down. No problem. At the very least, it was different from that. We've always got to be that voice. And we're going to be clumsy in the beginning. We don't have a lot of practice. People haven't been talking about veganism very much. And when they do so, it's that, you know, because it is, it does get very tense and we we are a social species who likes a little bit of, we like to um, have a nice atmosphere. We don't want any tension. You know, we most people are not violent. And so, um, anyway, so we always have to be those voices. And it's going to be clumsy in the beginning and just learn. But please, 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 always, always, always be that voice and stand up for what's right. And if you, you kind of, if it gets a little tense or if you get a little clumsy with it, um, at, at the, you know, at the very least, you stood up for what is right. 
Um, and then something else happens because, um, like I say, I'm back in this sort of I'm back in this workforce now. I'm surround, you know, I'm working with peoples, you know, humans, not cats. Um, and um, and these things happen. And so, how did this other conversation happen? Let me see. Oh, I was working. I was working with people that I've worked with. Well, I wasn't working with them. I worked next to them, and we've we've talked and we've chatted and we've had some really great conversations. And the person that I had the really great conversation with, we've had really interesting conversations because she loves the fact that um, I was used to be a sound engineer. Um, her her partner is a sound engineer or wants to be a sound engineer or they want to play music, all this stuff. And we've had a really very friendly, cool relationship. And um, I remember one time she asked me about how do I stay slim or something, and I said, well, first of all, I'm vegan, so I only eat plant food. And I I guess she didn't hear that bit uh, because. The other day, this is not long after the other incident, the job that we do is quite draining because you're dealing with um, it's social work. So it's you're hearing a lot of sad stories of abused children and things like that. It's very, you know, it's it's very sad. And um, so they, I really admire the work that these people do. I really, really do. And um, they were offering, so they they often like, and they they do long hours, and it's thankless work, and you know, so they'll they'll pass around like treats and cookies and things like that. So we were sitting there, and you know, everybody shares, everybody's known each other for a long time. So somebody will say, oh, do you want some of these candy lollies? And they'll say, oh, I want some, and they'll share all this stuff, you know. So she was offering around biscuits, this other lady, and she, oh, cookies that is for the for the Americans. And um, chocolate biscuits. And she held them out. She offered them to everybody. Everybody else was like, oh, yes, please, yes, please, yes, please. And she offered them to me. And I actually had had, I had some fair trade, delicious fair trade um, chocolate that I was eating. And I'd offered that to one of the other people. And she said, oh, no, no thanks. And then she took one of the cookies. And then when they offered me the cookies, I said, no, thank you. And she's like, oh, the other person was like, oh, what's the matter? Are you on a diet or something? And I said, I'm vegan. Um, and she said, oh, whoops, or sorry, or oh, awkward moment, oh, awkward moment. I wasn't feeling awkward at all. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then so um, then she said, oh, um, and then after it sort of sunk in and she was like, you refer to cookies. And then I, um, the other person, the other person, like, I was like, are you vegan? And I was like, yeah, yes, I am. And then the other person was like, oh, but um, what's the difference between that and vegetarian? And I said, oh, well, vegetarianism is just a diet. Um, I mean, it really means nothing. I mean, a lot of people who are vegetarian eat all kinds of things. I'm like, um, vegans um, don't, it's a position of nonviolence. And this, this person's from India. She said, oh, but in India, a lot of people are vegetarian. Um and but and um, she said it's the same, isn't it? Because they don't eat meat, they don't eat eggs and things. And I said, yeah, but they'll eat, they'll drink milk. And she's like, oh, what's the matter with milk? And um, and that's when I said, and I thought, okay, how am I going to do this? Let me try something new. So I said, I looked at them both very squarely, and with surprise on my face, and I said, do you do you not know what happens to the cows and their babies? Do you not know what happens? to them I'm like telling myself like um, acting kind of like almost like how could you not know by now everybody knows don't they even though it's not necessarily true is it but I kind of did it in that way like do you not know like let me tell you if you don't know so first of all I wanted to establish whether or not they knew because sadly I've had people come up to me and before I even had a chance to tell them they're standing there telling me oh yes I know they take the babies away and da 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 and they slaughter the babies and stuff and I'm thinking you're standing there telling me that you're, you know already so why are you still buying the products tell me that you know but so I always want to know if people do know or not and um, so I started saying um, to them because she kind of looked at me quizzically and she said no and the other lady's a New Zealander and she does know um, and um, and the, the, so I started to say, I said, they, they, and I told them what happens, you know, I, I started to say, they, you know, they take the babies when they're two days old or whatever, they slaughter them, I said, that's where veal comes from, the veal industry is related to the dairy industry, the male calves get slaughtered because they're useless in milk production, they don't produce milk, the females, and I, and I started to tell them that, and, um, 
and then the conversation turned because the other person who I said like I said we've had a really good relationship was like um well I I went vegetarian once um um and then I went some um, I looked online and I saw all the stuff that the vegans were saying and I was like I don't want anything to do with them because they're all just so crazy and it was just really crazy and I thought to myself Urgh, you know curse all you you know people um who are so making who are so violent and and so ridiculous and doing all these ridiculous things i mean that's what it doesn't help people it doesn't help and i'm not talking about people who are outspoken i'm talking about people who do stupid things and threaten violence and just you know um but there's no excuse for this woman not going vegan though of course i'm not excusing her not going vegan because of what they're doing i'm just saying to those people it doesn't help um but anyway so i can just imagine the kinds of ridiculousness that she saw on the on the internet when she looked up veganism sadly um and so um i said well i said look veganism is is about being non-violent you doesn't have anything to do with what all the other people are doing who call themselves vegan i said i don't care what those people are doing who call themselves vegan you know it makes no difference to me i don't want to participate in violence and um and she's like well it's just a philosophy and da, 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 and we started talking about animals and she was like really overriding me it got it got very kind of like um she said, and I said, well, humans are animals too, and oh my gosh, forget about it, that was like the worst thing that this person could have imagined, was like, what on earth are you talking about, so then, another lesson learned that I want to share, this is why I'm rambling on about this story, sorry, I'm very long-winded, so what I learned from this, this indication was what happened is that, what happened is that this person was like, humans aren't animals, I'm not an animal, and she said in a way, like, how do you, like, I just called her a piece of slime or something. And I said, animals isn't a dirty word. I said, look, there's nothing wrong with, I said, we're animals. Biologically, we're animals. No, we're not. And I was like, well, biologically speaking, I said, what are you then? I'm human. And I said, right, but are you a vegetable, an animal, or a mineral? You know, which one? And she's like, I'm not an animal. I am not an animal. Like, I was insulting her. And I was like, well, biologically, you are. And you know what I learned? I should have just let that go and gone back to the issue. I lost focus. We lost focus. She successfully distracted me from the from the issue that was making her feel uncomfortable. This person's a mother. Because I talked about the mothers and having their babies stolen. And how would you like to have your baby stolen? And we got into a conversation about whether or not humans are animals. And you know what? Don't let, don't, you need to keep your focus. Because these are subconscious ploys, I reckon, by people or of conscious ploys, or not even a ploy, but just it's just not helpful to go on that conversation, because even though I I actually said, um, I don't understand how you can say that, because biologically, and I, got, and I got lost in it, and the focus got lost, because what I could have said, to keep the focus on what's important, it's not really important to me at this point in, in time, whether she considers humans to be animals or not, what's important is that there's no justification for what we're doing to other animals or to what she would call animals, only animals, and which I do too because of species language. So, you know, I, I it's not a good idea to go down these tangents. I could have easily, just as easily have said, well, whether or not you consider yourself an animal or not, there's still no justification for what we're doing. You know, what is the what is the justification? Like, yeah, so I didn't do that. So next time somebody sort of says something like that that throws you... Um, you can say, I, I do believe we're animals. However, rather than we go on a big sort of weird philosophical discussion about that and take the focus on what's important, which is what we're doing to other animals, um, you could bring it back and say, well, at this point, it really doesn't matter if you think that you're animals or not. Um, the bottom line is that we know that animals, you know, are animals and um, therefore they're sentient and um, we have no justification for doing to them what we do. So we're not justified to take their baby's milk. We're not justified to wear their skin. And then when the conversation would have gone back to where this person did not want it to go, but where it has to be, where it has to remain, where it has to stay, that's where the focus always has to be. But I didn't do that. Like I say, I got kind of... Because it kind of catches me by surprise when people say that. It really does. Um, it's not the first time I've heard it. It catches me by surprise. Um, and so, and then it got to the point where she's like, oh, but we're some higher form. We're just a higher evolved form, a um, superior form of animal. She finally conceded. Because this conversation didn't last very long. But um, that was where it got to where I was like... Because I looked at her and I was like, biologically, what are you then? You know, and then she finally was like, oh, well, yeah, I guess we're a higher form of animal. And I said, what does higher form mean? And that was my, where I was going to take it back to um, 
the animal use because I suddenly realized to myself, I was like, oh, we're getting off topic, we're getting off topic. And I was like, well, what do you mean higher? What does higher mean? What does superior mean? And then other people joined in and it was like, she just turned into a big joke. She's like, oh, I'm an animal, I'm a sheep. And somebody else was like, I'm a cat. And then everybody just kind of like had a little giggle and then just sat back down and went back to work. And that was the end of the conversation. Nobody wanted to, you know, so I was sort of left sitting there. And it got, and it was actually really uncomfortable um, atmosphere between me and this person. She sits right across from me. There's a wall between us, but we sit in cubicles and our opposite are cubicles. So I can just look up and there's the top of her head and we can look up and we can talk. And I thought, oh, okay, um, let's see what happens because um, let's just see. And the thing that, that is like other people I'm sure can relate to is I was feeling such a profound sadness because oh I just I just can't believe how flippant and how that's what hurts like when you're a vegan advocate because that's what you have to get through because it's so it's very very sad and I was so sad and um because you know you we know what's happening and you think of all the little babies and you think of what's happening to the animals and the flippancy just that's what cuts me more way more than anything that's what happens and I and I feel like I'm surrounded by monsters and I know I'm not but this is negative thinking but every now and then you you have that thought and I'm sitting there like these people are contributing to this and they are joking about it and it is like sitting in a room full of people making tasteless jokes about what happened to the victims of the Holocaust of the, the Nazi, you know, Germany. And people do, by the way, make horrible jokes about that. Um, but it's no less horrific to sit and listen to than it is. And, you know, but your average person wouldn't think this was such a big deal. So we have to hold it together. Like, if I really wanted to give in to my emotions, I would have burst into tears. And I would have said, I cannot believe that you are mothers, all of you, sitting there, joking about these little babies who are, you know, and I, I just, that would have been, if I had no control over my emotions, would have been what I would have wanted to do. So instead of doing that, I talk about it here on my podcast, and and I just swallow the, the, the sadness, and I get on with my work, and I just wait for another opportunity, and I go over what I've said, like, over and over in my head, like, I'm pretty sure that the other people weren't going over it as much, but you never know what they're going over, and then after a little silence, where it was very awkward, like I say, because it was like a challenge, like, this person had had, had an argument with me, but it's like, that's okay, you know, we have to do it. And um, she said, and then she said, oh, I'm, um, I hope you don't think I'm, I mean, I'm really sorry. And I said, no, no, because it's not about me. I just said, I just, I just don't understand how you can think that um, we're not animals. Um, I just don't comprehend it, that's all. And then there was a very long silence. And I thought, well, maybe this person is not going to talk to me anymore. Um, and, I, and so I did feel uncomfortable because um, I don't like that uncomfort, but I'm willing to go through it. I'm willing to go through it. I'm willing to, to be in that situation um, because I feel like it's the right thing to do. But yeah, it does, it is, a, you know, uncomfortable. But then after a little while, we started talking again. And, and one, of the, one, of the th- but one of the things that went through my mind, like, because I'm starting to be more, I'm starting to be stronger. I'm getting stronger as time goes on in my, in my, um, in my words and and in my fortitude, because I was sitting there thinking, gosh, um, maybe this person doesn't like me, or maybe she thinks I'm like those ridiculous people they just throw on the internet, or violent or illogical. And I'm like, you know what? Hang on a minute. Wait a minute. I am not that impressed with her right now. You know, why am I worried about what she thinks about me? I'm actually quite unimpressed with her, and it really is not that much of a big deal if she doesn't um, want to talk to me anymore. Um, there's plenty of other people, and I know I put, you know, you know, you've got them thinking, or they wouldn't get so uncomfortable. And we have to start changing the paradigm, and we're the pioneers, so we're the ones who have the sort of beginnings where, you know, it's it's we're dealing with this sort of situation. Um, doesn't help when other vegans in the room <laughs> don't back you up, but hey, whatever. Um, but um, 
even if there is any other vegans in the room, you've got to do it. And so um, I thought to myself, and I made myself feel better because I'm one of those people who's like, I get, I, if people don't like me, I, I, you know, it's one of, it's a downfall wanting people to like you because you can compromise sometimes. And I'm learning to just not worry about it. So I thought to myself, wait a minute, she would be worried about impressing me because, you know, I sat here and spoke about nonviolence and um, about respect for other animals. And um, I'm not the one who should be feeling nervous about um, what, what is being thought about me. And um, so I kind of got some fortitude and I thought, I'm not going to, because what I would normally do, the old me, if I'd had a run-in with somebody or if I'd had a confrontation with somebody, I would sort of be like trying to find out ways to kind of get back in their favor. Like, you know what I mean? Because I, I get, I, I just like it when, you know, there's no acrimony. And believe it or not, I do. I can't help that I'm surrounded by acrimony. It's just because, you know, we've got to sort of stand up for what's right and that's what happens. But anyway, um, it turned out, so I sat there and I thought, no, I'm not going to make any effort to sort of beyond like, it's not that I'm saying that, oh, I just have a big fight with this person. And it wasn't even a fight, but it was, like I say, you know what happens when you have talk, anybody who's talked to you about veganism, you know, you do know that people can get uncomfortable and they get hostile. And it happens a lot. But I thought, no, you know, I... Um, I'm going to continue to be me. I'm proud of who I am and I am not going to go out of my way to try to sort of patch this up. It's, um, it's not, it's, I don't need to. I did nothing wrong. I stood up for what is right. If anybody should be feeling uncomfortable, it should be them. After I sat there and reasoned with myself that there was no reason for me to feel upset, apart from the, the general knowledge of, of the what's happening to non-humans, which of course I felt upset about, but with regard to the interaction that I had, uh, we ended up, the, the, the person sort of started talking to me about other things and yeah, and it was totally fine and um, there was no, um, uh, there was no residual um, awkwardness in that respect um, and, um, and that's fine and if there was, I wouldn't let it worry me. Um, we can't let those things worry us, whether we like it or not. If you're outspoken about the right thing and the truth, you're going to encounter uncomfortable situations. Um, that's why I tell people if you if it gets to the point where you're going to compromise morally in order to make this, the conversation more um, comfortable, then don't talk. Don't talk about it because you're not helping. Um, and it doesn't always be acrimonious. You can have really good, positive interactions. I've you know it's just it's unexpected. Like I've had other people at work. Um, say, you're vegan, oh my gosh, that's so wonderful, oh, that's so fantastic, oh my gosh, that's so great, but then I'll hear them saying, okay, can you, when you go down to the store, can you get me, um, you know, a salmon bagel, (laughs) so they've just, so they're still, still not getting it, but it's not always negative, it's not always negative, but you've got to stand up for what's right, Um, so that's what happened at work lately, Um, and another thing that I wanted to share about was, that um, I made a concession to my to myself for my own sanity <laughs> to no longer to share meals with people who are not eating vegan food. Um, obviously, at my job, I'm surrounded by people who are not eating vegan food. Um, in our lives, we're walking down the street. There's restaurants. There's people walking down the street. There's people sitting outside. I mean, our lives are surrounded by people not eating vegan food. However. I don't want to sit at an intimate dinner table situation um, and I don't and I've allowed myself that luxury not to do that anymore and I did get um, put in a situation where I ended up going out to dinner with my last job um, and it was all very unexpected in the last minute and it turned out really well with regard to I got to speak about veganism and my food was amazing and everybody was really impressed with the food um, but I still hate it. I still hate sitting at a table with people who are eating the bodies and drinking the milk of just it's just horrible I just really it's very profoundly depressing to me and so it's not the same when you're sharing a meal with somebody when you're sitting at a table and it's like a quote special occasion it's just even worse so I just don't do it anymore but um, and there's a concession to my own peace of mind. It has nothing. It doesn't. And I don't think there's like if you if you're able to do it and you can do it and you're not and you can handle it, then do it. You know, um, especially if you get a chance to show people how good our food is and and how good vegan food is and how you know how 
colorful and healthy and you know you, you can be a good example it's just i'm just not able to cope with it because it, it it actually brings me down especially when it's people that I admire but I I went, I went and spent the day on Waiheke Island with um, my brother and my mother for his 40th birthday and um, I took along some cupcakes and I made them for his, as a birthday cake because I don't know how to bake a cake yet and I don't actually have a cake tin I'm going to get one from the Salvation Army or somewhere because I like to buy second hand as much as possible even if I had lots of money I would only buy second hand now I don't want to buy any more new stuff um, I don't want any, I don't, like, if my iPod breaks, I'm not buying another iPod, especially after reading the stuff about the, what's happening in China, um, I'll post a link to an article, um, but, um, anyway, blah, so, I took along the cupcakes, and we went to Waiheke, and then, I knew that we were going to go and eat out at a restaurant, and I, well, I told my mother I was, I was going to do that this one day, I said, I'll, I'll, I'm going to do it, um, this one day, you know, I'm going to go to there with you. It was my idea to go to Waiheke. It was my idea to take him out for his birthday at Waiheke. And so I, I made I made an exception this one day. And it's been so long since I've sat down with them that I forgot how um, distressing it was. Um, I forgot how upsetting it made me. Uh, upsetting, upset it made it made me um, until I we did it. Um, they were trying to pick a restaurant and they kept looking at me and I just said, and I and I and I, I just said, look, uh, they were like, oh well, well this one's got you know why don't you look at this menu? And I was like, I already know what I'm going to get. You know, I'm going to get a salad. I'm going to get um, a bowl of lettuce and tomato with olive oil and vinegar. Easy. So. Just pick a place for you. And my mother was like, oh, I'll eat anything. Um, so I'm not worried. And I thought to myself, well, that just, I just thought, you know. <laughs> but um, when I think about it, um, I didn't make, I didn't say this at the time, but I'm like, you know what, you won't eat anything. Because would you eat cats? You'll eat anything? Well, will you eat cats? Um, um, will, you eat, will you eat dolphins? And um, that's not a ridiculous question because plenty of people eat cats and dolphins and dogs. So why don't you? And um, so you don't really eat anything, do you? You won't just eat anything, will you? There's a reason you won't eat dolphins and there's a reason you won't eat cats. And those reasons are the same reasons why I won't eat any other animals. No, you won't just eat anything. So next time somebody says that, you challenge them on it because um, it's not true. And then you can find a connection with them because we are trying to find connections with people. Like I was trying to find a connection with these women who work with abused children um, about the milk and the fact that they're mothers, you know. Um, and um, with my mother, I wish I'd said that and said, you know, so you don't eat dolphins. Well, what's wrong? Well, why not? So we actually have something in common. The reasons that you won't eat dolphins and cats are the same reasons why I don't eat other animals. So we're actually more similar than you think. You know what I mean? You can relate to my position a lot easier than you think. Than you think. But anyway, that didn't happen. She just said that. So, but that got me thinking as well. These little things will happen, and I'll just I'll just think about them and think about them, and think about them, because that's just the way I've always been. But um, in a good way, because I learn. I always learn. I was like, okay, something about what she said bothered me. What was it? And I didn't have a comeback for it. But um, anyway, but then we went to the meal, and I, my brother, actually, I think he made an attempt to order a vegan dish. Um, I didn't even look at the menu, or I think I did, but it was just too depressing, and I was too uncomfortable, and I just said, I would like a big bowl of lettuce and tomatoes, please, with some olive oil and vinegar on the side, and I asked for balsamic vinegar on the side, balsamic, and they brought that out, and um, my brother I ordered a pasta um, marinara, um, but um, typically in New Zealand, they put milk and cream in it um, or something. It looked like they did. It looked like it had butter or something. And I didn't really look at the food they were eating because it just upset me too much. Um, and during the dinner, I didn't. Um, I, we just talked and I, and I I enjoyed being in the conversation and it was all la la la. But inside, it's, it's torture. Uh, and, um, and my mother ordered calamari. And um, I couldn't even look. But, you know, I'll tell you what, um, it's, there was very little um, conversation about how delicious the food was. And, you know, I don't, I'm sorry, but I would have just kept quiet anyway. Um, 
think there was one moment where my mother was like, oh, this is really good. How's your food? Um, she asked me and my brother, and he's like, yeah, it's, it's fine. He said, I just wish that it didn't have milk in it or something like that. Because um, he actually doesn't drink milk or dairy products or cheese or anything either um, for other reasons, for health reasons. But um, So he wasn't too happy f- with regard to that. Um, so um, he said, I wish it was a real marinara sauce, I think is what he said, um, because he's actually a chef. My brother was a chef for a good 15 years of his life. Um, he's not a chef anymore, but he was, and, um, he, um, was disappointed because they, I think he was trying to order a vegan meal, but anyway, then after that we went to, so anyway, it was, I'd sat there and, and the profound sadness because that's, it's, it's just very, very, it's, you're so disappointed, you get very disappointed in people. So I really did always hold a little hope that we'll go out and then my mother will order something vegan or ask the waiter for something, you know, but she just didn't, she's just not even, not even a thought of it. And, um, and then we went to Atomic Cafe, which has, um, Fairtrade coffee, because I finally could find some, a place with Fairtrade coffee. And we went there and we had cupcakes and coffee. But then again, um, my brother ordered a soy flat white. A flat white is what we call a light coffee here in New Zealand. And my mother ordered a regular one, which has cow's milk in it. And, um, you know, and I I um, really love and respect both of them. You know, I don't want any harm to happen to them. I don't want them to be hurt. Um, but I, it's so disappointing and... Um, and it's so upsetting for me to to watch them do that um that i won't I won't do it again um that was the final yeah, I already decided that I wasn't, and this was like I say a special occasion for the fortieth birthday, but no because it, it the lingering sadness stayed with me for days, and I have a hard time um I don't even really want to call them or talk to them on the phone or um like. I'm angry, you know, even though I, I'm trying to understand and I've, I've learned a little bit about not to be angry. But I, now I, I was just, and I, and I didn't show that, I didn't show the anger um, and the disappointment I think shows all the time anyway. Um, but it's not about my expectations, it's not about me being disappointed and them like, oh, you're not living up to my standards. You all know what I mean. You know what I mean by disappointment. And so that was just, yeah, another experience where I thought, yeah, this is really brings it home to me. Why? Because it, it, other people can make it effective, but for me, it, 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 it has a negative effect on the way that I interact with them because I, I don't even want to talk to them after that. Um, and even though it's not about me as such, I still have an ego and I still took it personally, you know, even though I shouldn't. Um, and I realize it's because they didn't understand, she doesn't understand how upsetting it is for me, or she doesn't listen to me when I tell her how upsetting it is for me, because I can't believe she doesn't care that it's upsetting for me, but maybe that as well. Um, it, to her, it may be upsetting that I don't, you know, that I have this stand, so it's really not about us, and once you start getting your own human emotions involved, it's just a big downfall, and people just get very petty, and the focus gets lost, so we won't even go there, but yeah, just not a good experience, because I, I, it does linger with me for days and days and days, it takes me a long time to get over it, it really does, um, so yeah, no more meals, that was, that was it, that was the last one, like I say, for some reason it was worse with, with them, sitting very closely with them, because it was this, oh, it's, um, I guess it's a, it is a kind of, you do expect that, because you've been around and you've been talking to them, and, you know, anyway, so yeah, so those are things that happened, I thought they were very interesting, and um, I, um, and this is another thing that kind of reiterates what I was saying last week, like, I've been working all weekends now, like, I've been working all day Saturday and Sunday, so I haven't been doing the stall, and any other days that I've had off, it's been raining, raining, raining. Hopefully it's going to be sunny the next two days, and I plan to go do the stall. William will be at school, but I plan to go do it, but um, hopefully it'll be sunny, um, so I can actually do it, but even if I can't, um, this is what I was talking about. It's like not that not that I was discounting the really. I really do urge people to start a, to do stalls, to to start a website, to 
get the literature to do that kind of things to try to get some community activism going and it may be very 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 slow in the beginning like it is um, for us here in Auckland however um, I don't I'm not just I'm not discounting the important I do urge people to do that but if you're in a position where you can't do it yet or you haven't got it yet it still doesn't mean you're not an advocate because like all of these like every day and, it, and you get braver and braver and you get more used to it you get more used to the and you, you know just learn from your mistakes but never stop standing up for what's right never stop okay um and it it's part of the movement doing that so when i when i'm frustrated by the fact that i the, that i haven't got much happening in auckland and that um i haven't been able to do my street stall um i just it doesn't mean i'm not out there being an activist i don't want people to think that about other people well if they don't have any big you know photos of a big table and flyers and stuff it doesn't mean they're not being activists they're just as much part of the movement as well um, but I do urge people to get together and form grassroots and, and have events and, and, you know, because I've got so much to say, like, I'm just dying to get, like, I want to give a speech to my family, like, I want my family to sit down in front of me, and I want to tell them what my position is and why um, I find it so horrific to even go anywhere near them while they're eating. And why I won't compliment them on their shoes that they the new shoes that they got, and my auntie will say, "Oh, what lovely pair of shoes!" And I'll just look and think to myself, "How horrible that somebody's skin!" You know, I want to give them the speech <laughs> um, that I haven't had the chance to give, um, but I also want to do it in the community. And so I'm dying to get these things going where we can have a voice because you know, it's like um, this needs to be said. And it's and the problem with doing like one of the good things I love about not just doing the normal advocacy in the day in the in your day to day life is, you know, like Paula said one time when we and I interviewed her Paula Aldana who's got the YouTube channel Porolita and um, Porolita Twenty Two, and who has um, does amazing things there in Guatemala. She's like the great thing about a podcast and the great thing about YouTube is it's a monologue, it's uninterrupted, and you can actually have your say. That's why speeches are so important. That's why activists give speeches because they can lay their whole position out, and it doesn't go off on a tangent like, oh well, I think humans are animals, well I don't, or oh you know this and that and the other. You get to lay the whole thing out there, and they have, they kind of sit there and listen to the whole argument, and it's very very important because then they're not there's no little distractions. You get your message out. It's about getting the message out, and um, that's why I really do love public advocacy. That's why I love doing the podcast, but I really want to do um, face-to-face advocacy. I want to get people in a room together, and they've, they've, they're sitting there, and yeah, they can get up and walk out, but I don't think everybody will, you know? Um, so these are the kinds of things I do want to make happen in my community, and I want it to be a vegan message and an abolitionist message because all of the other things that are happening, because there's untold things happening in my community. But they're all about cages and stuff, and they're vegans telling other people to buy animal products that are not, you know, and they, they try to say they're not promoting free ranges. It's so self, this level of self-delusion is, is so sad, because, you know, if you tell people, don't buy caged eggs, and you're telling yourself that you're not telling them to buy free range eggs, I don't know what you're telling yourself that you're telling them, but I'll tell you what they're hearing, and so it's just really disappointing, but, um, but yes, yeah, so that's why I really do want to get this. So I do think the community activism is so important and we need to do it. But if you haven't got opportunity to do it in your community yet, practice in your everyday life. Learn from your mistakes. Um, you know, I'm not saying make yourself a social outcast and, and isolate yourself completely. And, you know, I'm just saying, you know, don't compromise on the moral message. Learn how to live your life and be in the society that we're in against all odds and not compromise on the moral message. Learn how to do that and you will start to see change very close to home. I really do think you will. My brother is making changes, you know, so um, I can see it in him. And um, obviously other people in the society are. Um, so, uh, yeah, so anyway, I just wanted to share those experiences. Um, it always helps me to talk about them so much. It helps me so much. You know, I was thinking the other day that I really wish that there was like a vegan um, helpline where there was counselors taking calls for people who have, you know, for people who are dealing with the kinds of things that we deal with, um, with regards to, um, emotionally, um, because sometimes, like, especially for me, like, I can't, like I said, I can't relate to the, to the vegans who are promoting welfare or to vegans who, who think it's a personal choice. I can't relate to them. Like, I can't have a meaningful conversation, conversation with them, um, in a way that I feel like I'm getting the therapy I need because it'll just turn into a disappointing argument about why, you know, so anyway, vegan helpline would be great, but I've got my abolitionist friends. Anyway, so it really, really helps me to talk about these things. Um, 
even just airing them out. Like I even develop ideas while I'm talking about them, which is why I ramble so much, but it helps a lot. I hope it helps people listening. Definitely helps me and I and it is part of my self-care um in my therapy. Um I was briefly wanted to mention something else about um language that I've been hearing because it's been bothering me. It's kind of one of those things where I just am like Okay, I see what's 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 bothering me now. Everywhere you see, and I'm talking from advocates, you see this word cruel and cruelty and um, safe New Zealand had a campaign, boycott cruel pork. As far as I'm concerned, the word cruel is about as misused as the word humane. And I did a Facebook post on it and then um, people were asking questions, so maybe they'll listen to this podcast. I don't know. Basically, for example... I am not comfortable even saying cruel anymore. Gary Kvetsian talks a lot about the word compassion and how, um, if you want to know what I'm talking about, um, please go and read his blog and listen to his podcast where he talks about it. But this is another word for me, cruel, because, you know, everybody uses that word um, to describe certain things and it's about treatment, but it's wrong what's happening to all animals. It's wrong. And, like, there's these, there's a fish tank at my job. And it's, it's, I, I, I get very upset when I see fishes imprisoned in tanks, um, as I'm sure we all do. And um, this tank is a, it's usually their horizontal um, rectangle, so they swim left and right, you know, they can swim sort of left and right on a horizontal sort of distance. But this tank is like a trendy shape, so it's like a vertical long tube kind of shape. It's not a tube, it's like it's like an um geometric shape with like angled sides and it's vertical. So the distance that they have up and down is a long distance. But widthwise is very short. And they're quite big goldfish. They're quite big. So the left and right movement is really, really limited. That's gotta be even more claustrophobic for these fishes than a tank that is um left and you know like horizontally where they can sort of swim left and right I mean they swim up and down because they can't really go left and right and there's four of them in there and yes it's cruel it is cruel but it's wrong you know I'm going to start saying it's wrong and somebody posted on Facebook that oh wrong is a very personal thing well good I want people to think about that because cruel means nothing now because you could have somebody who eats um, veal walking past and saying oh it's so cruel what's happening to those fish and it would be valid for them to use that word and I, I kind of it's hard for me to articulate when I have these objections but I see this everywhere I see cruelty 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 and to me it's just like and it's all about these welfare campaigns and it's non-vegans saying oh such and such is so cruel to do that and everybody was so angry at the cruel you know CEO from you know um, whatever for shooting elephant and I'm like you know what that word means about as much as the word humane now it just it's just a meaningless phrase anybody can use it and it means nothing and it doesn't validate their rights and it doesn't reserve respect it it's it's it is cruel no no doubt about it it is horrifically cruel the dictionary meaning of the word cruel as somebody pointed out to me you know I'm not talking about the dictionary meaning of the word cruel I'm talking about if I when I when I talk to people about that fish tank, I'm going to tell them it's wrong, you know, it's wrong. That is way more truthful. Now, if people start like I, I don't know if they're going to be able to pervert the word wrong, right and wrong, as easily as they can the words cruel, humane, and whatever else, um, and the words you know animal rights, which has been completely, completely, um, you know, <laughs> completely perverted. Um, so yeah, I think it's important that we use the words wrong and right. It is wrong to do that. That what's happening to those fishes is wrong, you know. I think that's that's more accurate now in today's in today's society than cruel, because I could say that that's cruel, and everybody in the room would agree with me. And they all eat animals, and they all wear their skin. And then you try to tell them, well, that's cruel what you're doing to, um, to animals, and they'll say, well, it's cruel if they're kept in a cage, but not if they're like allowed to breathe the fresh air, and oh, and it's cruel if it's painful, but it's not cruel if it's painless. Well, let's 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 forget about that let's let's get let's focus on what's right let's focus on respect let's focus on justice it doesn't mean you don't have compassion it doesn't mean you don't acknowledge that it's horrifically cruel it is horrifically cruel it is so cruel that the word cruel doesn't even begin to cover it you know but it is definitely it is most definitely wrong so that's what i want to say about that um i just did a little facebook 
<laughs> just a little Facebook thing because I just I vent. <laughs> I haven't been on Facebook very much lately, um, but I've gone on there a couple of times to post little things because it's a form of therapy um, as well. Um, it's all self-care, you know, but I do also hope that it finds useful and if it stimulates dialogue, that's great. But sometimes I'm not very good at dialogue. It's hard for me to get the thoughts in my head out. So I know in there, everywhere I've been reading, I could go on Facebook and find you so many blog posts, so so many little postings from welfare sites and from, you know, all these things. And it's all this cruelty, cruelty, cruelty. And to me, it's just like it's just a meaningless word now. Like they just, it just, it it just it focuses on treatment and 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 if you're going to use if you're going to say anything about it please can you say that it's wrong help us say that it's wrong because it, what it is is wrong and if it if it gets personal then let's get there we need to get people talking about it you know um the word cruel can be used by somebody who eats animals to describe a rodeo and uh, yeah, if you want to turn around and say to them, well, what you're doing is cruel and cruel. And I just, even the word to me, I don't know how to explain it. I guess I'm just jaded with all the welfare um, promotion. I'm just jaded from it. So I'm going to talk about right and wrong. I'm going to talk about justice. I'm going to talk about respect. And um, I'm not going to say it's cruel um, because to me it just means nothing. And, um, and not that it means nothing. I understand the definition of the word cruel in the dictionary. I understand that the definition of the word cruel does apply to what's happening to the animals and to the situations that are being described as cruel. I understand that. I hope you understand what I say when I say that, for example, those fishes at my job, if anybody says anything to me, I'm going to tell them what's happening to those fishes is wrong. And let's see where the conversation goes. And I will happily come back on and talk about it and let you know how that went. Because um, I'm sure it will be interesting. <laughs> Okay, well, anyway, thanks so much for listening, and um, I'll be back hopefully quite soon. Bye.